Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Cultivating Joy. Well, first of all, we were obviously in New River Gorge with Grandma Joy at specific it's points. It's true, we were. So it's kind of like a double meaning here. Yeah. But I found that cultivating joy is so rewarding, but it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of like moving through, like in my own personal life and journey, and I feel like you probably would say the same. It's like moving past a lot of parts of yourself that aren't necessary anymore and things that are like holding you back in order to propel yourself into a space where you feel just fully at home with yourself. And that I think allows you the opportunity to actually cultivate that joy, to like operate in that space. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like part of that work is a part of the healing work, right? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. getting your mind in a place where it's like not debilitated by automatic thoughts yeah. that are connected to moments in your life when yeah. you did not receive what you needed mm-hmm. or did not have the support that you needed mm-hmm. or were uh, made to feel less than you are. Yeah. When your mind is like coded in these, in, and I say coded like COAT. Mm hmm in these experiences that you've never really processed or acknowledged yeah. or called out any of the feelings associated with them. Yeah. I'm seeing sort of like why reactions you're having now are connected to this moment from your past. I feel like that's when we really get into the space of your heart wants to embrace something, mm-hmm. but your mind is telling you you can't. And right. your mind is telling you, no, that's not for you. And your mind is holding you back. Right? Yeah. It's like your body and your heart are like open and ready to receive, but yet you convince yourself out of that's believing right. that you you are ready for... Yeah, and worthy. To have, and worthy yeah. of any of that. Yeah, that dirty bitch, the mind. <laughs> well, I mean, that's part of what you know, distorted thinking is, sure. you know, like catastrophizing and, and worry, anxiety, it's all, it's all connected to distorted thinking. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that contribute to distorted thinking, yeah. right? But I have found that cultivating joy for me has become a lot, I mean, not only a lot easier, but I feel like cultivating joy has become more of a, a routine process in mm. my own life when I have worked through the trauma of the yeah, past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? 
Totally. Yeah. And I feel like for the first time in a long time, I'm in that space, like where that is like more readily available, you know? Yeah. And I do think that um, time with people that you love and you care about helps you to kind of enter into that joy space a little bit easier and allows it to be a little bit more on tap, like readily on tap. You know what I mean? Right, right. So that is something that like, it doesn't keep it there because obviously if you're not in a headspace for that, but it does sort of activate it in a beautiful way, like yeah. where it's just sort of like this glimpse of euphoria for a minute. But like getting to a space where that is a possibility on like a daily basis is such a beautiful place to be. And I think that that is very true of where I'm at right now. I feel like same for you. Yeah. I also feel like if there's any person that I've ever met that feels like that is their life <laughs> It is Grandma Joy. Like, what oh, a perfectly yeah. apt a name, you know, for her to carry with her because her outlook is so incredible, especially for where she is in her life. And something that I think is really important is that in the work of cultivating joy, I think really the work is in cultivating circumstances mm-hmm. whereby joy can be felt yeah. and where joy can be experienced and where joy can happen, right. right? I mean, I felt like I'd been doing that unconsciously, but now I feel like I am doing it consciously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I felt like we were able to connect so deeply to Brad, Grandma Joy, and Jess, and Evan Williams, mm-hmm. for that matter, is that they too are are people who are in the business of cultivating circumstances wherein joy can be experienced for everyone. For adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you get at the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you to acknowledge that while hiking and visiting the land also known as New River Gorge, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Manitan, Yuki, Shawanwaki, Shawnee, and Tutelo peoples. If you joined us for our last full-length episode, episode 86, you heard all about our epic hike along the Big Branch Trail with Brian Tino and our dear, dear dog friend Shay, who is Brian and Tino's dog. Who is the beagle. He is a beagle. And he's a lovely, he's a tender, sweet boy. <laughs> he that is a tender, beagle. sweet boy. A and tender, sweet boy. <laughs> he is. Uh-huh. Um, that trail was a lot of fun. And it was our first strenuous trail with a dog friend. Yeah, so yeah. go ahead and listen to Big Branch Trail yes. so you can hear all about that. Good times, but some tension for sure. 
Oh, definitely. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) We had a blast on the trail, but Shay definitely was wiped out. And Brian and Tino, basically when we were planning the trip, were like, hey, listen, we're along for whatever, but we're not going to do like a million miles like you guys do every day. Um, So this was sort of like their, I think, exit strategy and like, oh, well, Shay's really tired and we're also good to stop now. (laughs) But also part of that, compromise this like you know we had one car Mm -hmm. and brian and tino were like but we will drop you off yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter like yeah and that's the sign of like good travel companions oh my god part of the compromise but also like clear about interests yeah and reality checking expectations before we're even gone before we even leave right yeah healthy 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 stuff yeah right reasons we love traveling with them but the two of us are consummate sadists um, when it comes to hiking so we wanted to push the limits a little bit and we decided that we would like to go to hike the grand view section of new river gorge in the afternoon yes this was our last full day mm-hmm. here in the park so we wanted to make the most of it as we could yeah. so we did after doing big branch we were like i feel like i could be up for Another, I wasn't feeling like I could do like a 12 mile trail, but I could certainly do like five to six ish miles. So remember, New River Gorge is very, very long. When we were in Sandstone Falls, we were essentially at sort of like the southern terminus of the park. Like it's not the very south end of the park. There's a little bit further south, but it's sort of like probably the big thing that's in the south section of the park and where we were the day before at Canyon Rim Visitor Center, we were pretty much the very northern terminus of the park. Grandview sort of the top of the bottom third of the park. And it was relatively on the way back for us to get to where we were staying. So it was kind of like perfect in that Brian and Tino were able to drop us off and then get us from there later on. Brian, who loves to drive mm-hmm. and is very happy to drive the entire time, dropped us off, was happy to drop us off and pick us up. And it was only about 15 minutes from where we were staying. Mm -hmm. They were sort of like, we're okay to miss this section. Like, we're not going to be sad about it. But they did decide that they were going to get out and just walk around to the giant overlook with us. And Shay was going to join just for a little bit. And then they were like, we're going to dip and you guys have a great time. Basically. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Because New River Gorge is so close to neighborhoods and is on the edge of neighborhoods. This was sort of a funny drive getting to the Grand View yeah, section. Yeah. We passed a professional theater company on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely clocked that. Oh, right. And I told the story uh, to y'all about the Black Swans at the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. Yes, 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 yes. Because I grew up going to Montgomery, Alabama, to the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. It was a, and it is still in operation, wonderful theater company, incredible shows. And they were a real rep company, meaning they had two stages, but they'd be doing like five shows at the same time. Mm -hmm. So they would literally like, you could see a show in one theater in the afternoon and go back to the same theater and see a different show in the evening. And the set was totally different. Mm -hmm. And there were occasionally times where they would like leave the theater open so you could watch the changeover. Sure. But this place looks like, it looks just like... The globe. England. Mm -hmm. Like it is made to look like the rolling hills of England. And they wanted, they had like, you know, there's a whole thing about who paid for all of it, right? But they had money. They wanted in their lake to have black swans just like the queen has at one of her castles. Mm -hmm. Well, the queen had... 
had, right? R.I.P. <laughs> so what was funny was they finally, after like months of trying to get the right person to figure out who to contact, they finally get the right person on the phone. And the person is like, oh, yes, we actually buy all of the black swans at this spot in Alabama. And here is the address. And it was like 10 minutes down the road from mm-hmm. them in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. So they just went down the road, bought the black swans, and then came back. Hilarious. I know. Once we get into the parking lot of the Grandview section, which is very, very big, because this is a pretty sweeping view. So I think it's probably a very popular part of the park. I feel like this was probably the biggest parking lot we saw when we were there. Brian and Tino also get out of the car um, because we want to all go up to the Overlook together. The Overlook is not that far up from the parking lot. It's a pretty quick walk. And when Brad and Grandma Joy and Jess and Evan were with us in the fall, we also did this section. We did. Mm -hmm. So what's wonderful about this section, uh, this about Grandview, is like we pull in it's sort of like a circular parking mm-hmm. area. You can park anywhere. There was always parking spots mm-hmm. anytime we were there. It yeah. was never overcrowded both times we were there. And there is this one sort of like you just take the sidewalk out to this view. Mm-hmm. It's maybe about 200 feet and there's some fencing up or some railings up. Yeah. And you can see this very picturesque view of the river making a bend around this one sort of like... I'll call it a hillside. I don't know if it's tall enough to be a peak. I mean, it's a peak, but it's not a mountain. Yeah. And it's sort of like a horseshoe type of bend, Mm -hmm. right? When you look at pictures of New River Gorge, it's often that picture that is, that pops up. Mm -hmm. And so this was the moment. Mm -hmm. So Brian and Tino and, and, and us walked out there to get, to look at this. And then we also did this with Brad and Grandma Joy and Jess and Evan. And this was also a place where, some additional friends of Brad who were joining us on this uh, joined along. Like yeah. we met up with them there. Yeah, some of his friends from vet school. So That's yeah, right. walking out to the main overview is a, a long kind of wide slate sidewalk. Um, as you get closer to the edge, you notice that there are parts of the path that cut off of this main artery in both directions. So we definitely clocked that. And you and I, when we were in there in the spring, knew we were going to be jutting off onto these guys. They're sort of, once you get to the grand view, quote unquote, view, there are two sort of sections. One is like an upper viewing area, which is just a little bit higher with some deck railing around it, and a sign that points out kind of like the distant landmarks and hills in the distance. And then you can go further down into like this horseshoe kind of it's all natural there there's like the stone is still there but it's not like a deck it's just deck railing up so you don't fall over the edge correct and get like a more panoramic view there right Mm -hmm. seeing this sort of horseshoe bend of the new river when we were there in the spring it was very brown and very tan and you could see speckled into the hillside were like peaks of green trying to emerge Mm -hmm. but it was mostly gray almost like the color of the trees were also almost the color of the water yeah water obviously is going to be reflective of whatever is around it but the water seemed muddy too yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It was a lot of browns melded together. Yeah, not dark, very light gray browns, mm-hmm. right? Like a sage brown happening across the landscape. Yeah, and it, like seeping into the water. Yeah, in the fall when we were there with Brad and Grandma Joy, this looked a little different. Yeah, very it, different. It was the picturesque fall kind of dabbles of yellow. 
Yes. A lot of green still. Lots of green. Small hints of like burnt orange mm-hmm. coming through. Mm-hmm. A little bit of brown here and there. But it was seeing the same spot again at a different time of year. Yeah. Reasons why going back to natural yeah. spaces is always such a beautiful privilege yeah. and blessing and honor if you get to do that, mm-hmm. right? Because now here is this spectacular space and it's a different experience yeah. because of the time, yeah. because of when this is. Yeah, for sure. In the spring, when we were originally there with Brian and Tino, they leave us and they head back to the car after kind of taking some time to look around. And we were definitely having some cell phone issues. So we were like, listen, we kind of calculated based off of the mileage we were going to trek how long it would take us to get back to the parking lot. And we kind of gave like an estimate of time for Brian if he didn't hear from us when he should probably be back in case for some reason. And we packed some extra time in there just so that Brian wouldn't have to wait for us. So we would just have to wait for him if we had returned early. Yeah. So we decided to first hike the tunnel trail. Which is what I would recommend to do first. Totally. Mm -hmm. Because it's short. Yeah. It's short, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quick. The tunnel trail is off of this main overlook uh, sidewalk that we were talking Mm -hmm. about. This is one of the things that forks off. Mm Mm-hmm. It was to the right as we were headed out to the main overlook. So, Or on the left if you're headed back to the back parking lot. Back to the lot. parking lot. Mm-hmm. It really is a short, sweet little trail, but I loved this trail. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a half mile in total. Mm-hmm. And so it really is worth like adding it in if you're at Grandview. Yeah, or, if hey, if it's the only thing you want to do at Grandview. Yeah, yeah. Also a good idea. Mm-hmm. Worth going to Grandview just to do this. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you in the way that you have described walking around in this area or doing this trail Mm -hmm. as referring to it as like a mythical quest. Oh my God. It 1000% was the quest stands upon a knife's edge. Right. (laughs) It was stray. There is forces of the dark Lord will succeed. (laughs) Leaving the sidewalk of the, to the main overlook, Mm -hmm. we descend these stairs and sort of, are in the throes of it immediately. Mm-hmm. And this is giant boulders, mm-hmm. moss on the giant boulders. Just all the moss. Bright green moss still happening on mm-hmm. the boulders. Mm-hmm. Underneath a canopy of forest, mm-hmm. it was the stuff that Game of Thrones is made of. I think it was like Lord of the Rings for me. Okay, Lord yeah. of the Rings. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. I There's... don't watch Game of Thrones, so yeah. I don't know. I know. I'm surprised you threw that reference. You're <laughs> welcome. There's still a pretty big autumn feel here um, because there's really just dead leaves everywhere. Let your leaves decompose, folks. It's what they're there to do. Like, stop putting them in bags. <laughs> Make your neighbors mad, but it's true. Like, let them decompose. That's right. Um, this is why forests, you know, have all of those, you know, beautiful things happening in them because of decomposition. Yes. Natural so, part of the life cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are some pops of green here and there. As we're heading down and you're on the trail for a little bit, which is for the most part in the beginning, that kind of slate sidewalk that we had talked about when we come out on the um, Overlook Trail, we do get to go through this little gap of rock, like split rock that's at like a hip high. And again, it just sort of was like, oh, we're entering, we're entering into the boundary of fairy. I mean, anytime you and I walk together, we're entering in the boundary of fairy. We bring the boundary of fairy (laughs) at all times. That's right. Yeah. Sweetie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And then up ahead of us, there was this signboard that looks like gigantic piles of slate covered mm-hmm, in moss. Mm-hmm. So we head to the right around one of mm-hmm. these piles. <laughs> 
and I think we did say this, like it definitely felt like we were going to run into Kate Blanchett as Galadriel mm-hmm. at any moment. You me the ring freely? I do not deny. I have thought about it. Mm-hmm. And instead of a dark lord, you would have a terrible queen, <laughs> terrible and mighty as the dawn. All will love me. This is what I cosplay. I am shocked. Kate <laughs> <laughs> Blanchett as Galadriel. I don't know if it's cos. Is it cosplay? If it's just how you exist, <laughs> you know what I mean. I am just living just my life are like Kate. Kate <laughs> Blanchett as mm-hmm. Galadriel. <laughs> I, however, am living my life as Kate Blanchett in this uh, what whatever new movie where mm-hmm. she's like the Tar co- or Tor Tar whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, this Conductor. is very intense, and I love it. Mm-hmm. It is just so beautiful here. This is evocative very much of Scudic Peninsula. Mm-hmm. I mean, for people who listen to this show all the time, we adored the Scudic Peninsula mm-hmm. Trail mm-hmm. in Acadia. And it really doesn't compare much mm-hmm. to many other things. And we highly recommend do not go to Acadia and not do the Scudic Peninsula Trail. Go back and listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. You just hear us gush about it's just that mossy. beautiful trail. It's mossy it's and beautiful. mossy and beautiful and the fairy-like. The way the light was and here, Ooh. it was just beautiful. And this was a late afternoon day when we were doing this. It was so, about like three o'clock, I think, when we had started to hike. Yeah. So it wasn't an overhead light. We were getting some side light mm-hmm. coming in, just sort of like spilling into mm-hmm. like through the canopy of the trees, like onto the rocks, onto onto the moss, onto the decomposing leaves. Yeah. We do hit this point where it looks like you can sort of, like, we're more alongside this one big boulder where it feels like you can maybe climb down to the trail below, but it's sort of blocked off. It's not big enough for you to kind of, it's like kind of stair-steppy down um, into this hollow of the rock, but it's not big enough for you to get through because the trail itself is kind of like a balloon. Like where we first came out was like the string of the balloon and now we're walking around the loop section. So this would have potentially brought us down to the bottom of the loop that would have connected us back up to the string, but no, no such luck. Okay, so as we continue to wind around, we encounter what looks to be like this like boulder scramble on our left. It eventually gives way to these larger rocks that we do have to scoot around. The rock overhangs here, um, over, like there's rock overhang over the trail, which is sort of a foreshadowing <laughs> to what will come later. Yes. But yes, we come along these like white cliffs that are like pockmarked and dappled with moss. And there's like a pretty big split on the rocks right before a, like a bend in a much bigger rock. So this bigger rock that we encounter is pretty solid at the top and it looks a little more chunky and like broken at the bottom. After winding our way around this, we then encounter like a surprise boardwalk. <laughs> um, so this sort of takes us underneath an overhang, like a much bigger overhang than what we had just experienced. And there are like such cool, like the thing about this trail was the, the rocks were really neat. And they're not like necessarily special, but this is where like geology is like the f- so fascinating. Um, and I'd love to know more about the geology of and the space. the things that grow on rocks. Yes, yes. If like that is moss. Like, if that is the thing that makes you... Yeah. Like just come like, alive, come yeah. alive, yeah. piques your interest. Then oh, this yeah. tunnel trail is mm-hmm, for you. Mm-hmm. The boardwalk is very short, but we definitely hang under that overhang section, which is where the boardwalk is for a little bit. And then there are some stone steps that allow you to continue on and up. So eventually, we get beyond this overhang section, and we get to some even bigger boulders that here are actually blocking the sun a bit. I remember there was like a significant temperature change oh, yeah. in the shade. Yeah. Well, it was still like, it was a warmer day, but it was a spring day. So like warmer was like, oh, it's 62. 
but like cooler and the shade was like, oh, it's like the high 30s here, you know? Right, right. So then we, you know, after walking a little bit down this path, we come across these large set of wooden stairs that basically take us down. So now we're kind of at like the bottom of the loop in some ways and starts to loop us back up and around um, on the bottom part of the trail, essentially the low road, if you will, that would take us sort of back up to the main artery. And this was really just, I remember being like kind of like a very much so like bottom preview of what was up above. So there was just like a lot of like woods off to our right and then like kind of the rock up to our left the whole way. And with that, let's take our first break. All right, it's time to play a game we we started playing here mm-hmm. in New River Gorge, mm-hmm. which is I don't understand the appeal. It's sort of like unpopular opinions, essentially. Right. Yeah. So this was like where we would like say something that was like very much so like in the it was controversial. Of, it was yet controversial. Brave. <laughs> yeah, brave. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and then we kind of like parsed it out a little bit. So mayonnaise is the thing that you we talked about a lot, obviously, because we always talk about mayonnaise with you. Well, we do. Yeah. And we always, but also we always talk about mayonnaise with you. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's a shared experience. Mm-hmm. You've got one. I do. Yes. Go for it. Um, since we're in the fall season. Okay. I don't understand the appeal of prescribed, dry, boring Thanksgiving turkey dinners that like, I don't understand the appeal of that. Like, do you, you mean like that people are like, oh my God, I love Thanksgiving for the, the turkey. And like the, you know, I don't get that. I think Thanksgiving is a holiday. Just do it weird. Like, why does it have to be like, Mm -hmm. why does it have to be so, such a prescribed formula for that holiday? Yeah. Like, I just think turkey is the boringest. No thanks. Wait, but do you think turkey is (laughs) boring? I do. Okay. Um, And I think that, you know, a lot of people were like, I love the sides for Thanksgiving. People make their personality the sides for Thanksgiving. They're like, this is my personality. It's the Thanksgiving sides. And yeah, there are some great sides for Thanksgiving, mostly comfort food. But like, let's do like a Greek Thanksgiving and just make all Greek food. Or let's do like a Thai Thanksgiving. Like, why does it have to be? Let's just open it up, right? Yeah. Like, I don't understand the appeal of Thanksgiving, I guess. I mean, I feel like you really love turkey and you make it very well. I could understand wanting to do it then. But like, I have to say, like, it took me a long time in my life to come around to Thanksgiving food. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah similar unpopular opinion i don't get the appeal like i never ever liked cornbread dressing mm. just to me is this yours or is this just jumping off of it's just jumping okay. off okay. Yeah. i have something else to uh-huh. share but i just never like even when it was well made i was like i, I think it's is. the texture so, thing <laughs> thank you for introducing something stuffing. to me it might you might know what a stuffing, oh, okay, okay. But, but that you make it in a pan yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and you bake it yeah. and it's cornbread yeah i got you Right. We call it dressing in the South. Interesting. It's called dressing in the South. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, no, just that was never good. I never liked it. My mom is an incredible cook and is, I mean, lauded for her Thanksgiving food, Mm -hmm. which does sort of follow the traditional Thanksgiving food, but she loves it. So that's why she does that. Right. Um, I mean, I'm I'm one to be like, as soon as something's like, well, this is the way it's always done. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not. Here. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I don't want it. This is all the more reason to change it change up. Change it. You know what I mean? Change it. Do something else. Right. But I do love a good, weird, 
I love a weird Thanksgiving. Yeah, maybe that's the opportunity. I feel like you're steeped in tradition in your family. That's when like a Friendsgiving can sort of like um, be the antidote to that, you know? I do want to share something that we have done with our group of friends. I do love our like sort of themed potlucks that we We have. We do, yeah. We have themed potlucks from like every now and again, right? Yeah, we've done a ravioli night. We did a sausage making night. The ravioli night was so great. Yeah. And this also was the sausage making night, but like the way that the ravioli worked was like, there was like, someone did the math and was like, there are going to be this many people here. You need to bring as much Filling. Filling. And sauce making material. For a ravioli so that everybody can get two or something like that. And then be able to take home like four to six. Six. Yeah. Right. So like we all only ate like two raviolis per like, you know, ravioli that was made. But that was like 10 or 12 ravioli. Right. And then we all got all these to-go containers and we could all eat ravioli for like the next two months because we you know froze it and like it was it was great it was great yeah um so i love that i love we're gathering for food you know and i will say as i mentioned you know like my family adores the traditional thanksgiving stuff yeah but we've all worked really hard to perfect all those various things right and so i think that's why we really enjoy them yeah and we never make them otherwise yeah Except at Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, like, nobody's making turkey. Nobody's making, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for these these big giant dinners. Yeah. But, yes, I'm for, like, the explorer. Yeah. Get weird with yeah. it. The thing I was going to say, I don't understand the appeal, is combos. Oh, okay. Meaning the snack food mm-hmm. that is often available at gas stations. <laughs> I am sorry. I just think they're not tasty. Well, I mean, they have a taste to them. It's a taste you don't enjoy. Is it's what a taste saying. I don't enjoy. And that's fair. I don't get the appeal. Yeah, that's no fair. part of it. I'm like, anytime I eat a combo, I'm like, this is disgusting. They're like this the lowest horrible. common denominator, like junk food. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the thing that like I would reach for last. Slim Jims are high on my list of well, things. Well, Slim Jims are great, yeah. but but combos, no, <laughs> no. Mm. It's just not. It's just like not it for filling me. Or the cheese? No. Mm. No. I mean, what about the peanut butter ones? Do they make those? I feel like they should because it's I don't, like basically I don't peanut butter pockets without the pocket. Well, I'm not allowed to have those anymore. Right, you aren't because right. of normal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> because of farts, everybody. We're going to be honest with everybody here. Um, when Dusty has peanut butter filled pretzels, it becomes a lethal situation for everyone everybody. around. Everybody. So we have said, you know what? We're not bringing peanut butter filled pretzels. Mm-mm. With us as snacks anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's what it is. I do have those, however, on my own time. Mm-hmm. But then when I... When you can, you know, hotbox yourself. Hotbox myself. <laughs> and I do have to say, I don't do that often because it's also not an enjoyable experience. Mm. So now we are about to embark onto the Castle Rock Trail. Right. Which is another offshoot from the main Overlook Trail here at um, the Grandview area in mm-hmm. New River Gorge. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost like just like a hop skip over. Oh, yeah. You just like come up from Tunnel View and you And then you walk across walk and then across. there you go. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We definitely did some research in the car about this and found that in Grandview in total, we'd be hiking about four miles. Um, so this was like perfect in our like we're tired, but we could still do more hiking. Not a 12 mile day. With Castle Rock, you also have the opportunity and option to get onto the Grandview Rim Trail here, which is exactly what we were going to do. There was really only 
one other trail in this section, which was the Little Laurel Trail. And we definitely considered it, but it wasn't along the rim and it seemed like it was more of a walk in the woods. And these two just seemed, or I should say three, Tunnel um, Castle Rock and uh, Grandview Rim seemed more interesting because of their locations. And because of what we might be able to see from them. Exactly. So Castle Rock Trail is a 1.1 mile loop. However, there's two sections of it and there's a way to connect later with the Grandview Rim Trail. Mm Mm-hmm. While we will end up doing the entire loop eventually on this trail, we're starting by taking the lower spur of the trail, which goes lower next to the canyon edge, but down like inside of it a little bit. Yes. And that is going to then bring us to the Grandview Rim Trail and later on to a terminal point to Turkey Spur Rock. Right, exactly. As soon as we get on the trail, it basically dives down immediately and takes us along a very rocky ridgeline. And there are still loads of leaves here, but amongst them are incredibly green rhododendron, which gives some lovely burst of life coming through in the spring here. Not far above us is the upper ridge. So we're able to get some good views of the river while we're down here. Mm -hmm. But there is literally, it's like hiking next to a wall. Yeah. We were hiking next to a wall um, to our left, and it points over to the right, the vegetation would open up and clear and we could have a like picturesque giant sweeping panoramic Mm -hmm. view of the horseshoe bend of the new river. Right. It kind of in my mind felt like the petroglyphs trail in Mesa Verde minus of course the ruins and the petroglyphs because it was sort of like same thing. We would hike, we hiked the lower part and then we came back when we got to the petroglyphs, petroglyphs, we ended up coming up on the lower part. Yeah. So um, it feels like the rock wall, which is to our left is really compacted and made up of separate layers of stone. It's really neat to see how this rock differs in a lot of ways from what we saw on the tunnel uh, trail, because it is very different here. And the stacked rock in this wall is uh, serving a bunch of different shades of Mm -hmm. gray, brown, tan, and like striations are visible. Again, a ton of rhododendron. It's got to be very beautiful in the spring when everything's in bloom here. And it's always really cool. Like, I just feel like we've been in so many spaces, even in New River when we were on Long Point, where the rhododendron sort of create this tunnel. It, they just kind of gnarl together and they kind of sweep over the trail. I even feel like when we were in Hawaii, there were rhododendron, yes. like kind of like creating tunnels for you to walk through. I'm yep. sure which had been altered for you to walk through, but it's it's neat. Generally speaking, this is a beautiful, beautiful walk. Mm-hmm. That felt so magical because the light from the sun is beaming through the vegetation off to the right and it's hitting the wall in different spots and it's illuminating different spots uh, of the rock and um, giving things different color. Mm -hmm. Much of the trail is a descent, but eventually we will start to bound back up. And that sort of is our signifier that we're getting a little closer to the Grandview Rim Trail. So we both had our poles with us here on this hiking excursion for this day, which was probably good because there were quite a few tree roots here and some like, you know, medium sized stones that, you know, we had to step over at various points along uh, this lower spur. Mm -hmm. There are a bigger section of rocks and roots that we have to get over before it becomes a little bit bit flatter ground and again here it's just so much rhododendron and so much moss the entire way which 
again, adding to the picturesque nature of this whole section in general. I do feel like, for me, this felt like the prettiest sort of section in New River. And I'm sure when it's all green is, you know, we didn't get a chance to get on the East Trails when we were there when it was greener, but I'm sure it was beautiful in the fall. We did get to another section of this and we stumble upon this huge rock wall Mm -hmm. that is just sort of sloping and curving and we have to make our way around it or up against it in order to continue on the trail. Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, it had a very slate stone feel to it. I remember feeling it, feeling how cold the stone was and just seeing the light bounce off of it. Mm -hmm. This is also where we start to see bigger sections of the river because there are clearer views. And eventually that big rock wall sort of leads us to what I would guess would be what would be considered to be castle rock. All densely packed stone, There are so many different colors here, which again, catches the light in so many truly beautiful ways. The wall is sharp, but beautiful. And it's almost like a gigantic sort of slate backsplash. I feel like we just felt so small here. I I just, yeah. All of a sudden, it just feels like the elevation of this wall based off of everything else we had been hiking along is just like two or three times taller. Like it just felt immense there. A lot of awe and wonder Mm -hmm. just here in this Mm -hmm. moment. We were also the only ones here on this trail. Well, that's what I felt like, though, sort of the entire time. Like, New we River really. Or this, or just here. In a lot of New River, it was yeah. very quiet, which ain't no complaints about no, that. No. No complaints. But yeah, Tunnel, we saw a few people, but here on uh, Castle Rock, we saw no one really. And even when we get into Grandview or uh, the Grandview Rim Trail, there really wasn't anybody until we got to the end. So it was very, very quiet, um, which was nice. It just added to the very kind of peaceful, late kind of day feel. Yes. And the other thing that I really like about this trail is that it offered so many textures, Mm -hmm. right? I remember the texture of the ground changing a lot based on where we were. Sometimes it was dirt. Sometimes it was dirt with gravel. Sometimes it was roots. Sometimes it was stone. And then the texture of the wall is just constantly changing as we were walking by it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it was speckles inside of the stone yeah. sometimes it was really really flat and cold stone sometimes it was like a little bit more jagged sometimes mm-hmm. it had more layers to it but there was a lot of really beautiful like ebb and flow of different textures happening yeah constantly yeah this is also a section where as we get closer to the end of castle rock just we get incredible views of the river here a lot more clear-cut views of what was happening i do have to say castle rock felt like if you know if that's what we're going to call it felt like it was a very long section of wall because i just felt like we walked under it maybe it was just the awe that made it feel very long Mm -hmm. because i just remember like looking up at it like looking at it all different angles after like kind of the section we all of a sudden bound up pretty quickly and that kind of takes us right to the Grandview Rim Trail. And with that, let's take our second break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage a double act. <laughs> My sister and I had an act that couldn't flop. My sister and I <laughs> had dental queens that went straight to the top. Queen number one is Callisterine. And her sister, Hallie Tosis. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the stage. Callista Rean, <laughs> Hallie Tosis. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. 
They're dental queens. I guess they are dental queens. They, there's no way to escape it. No. We have yeah. to We have to just I feel embrace. like they have sexy teeth dancers that come out in costumes. Oh, who are just teeth? Yeah, their teeth. But, like, it's like you can see their abs and their pecs through their teeth costume. It's a oh, very, like, sex-positive oh, act. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. Interesting. Uh-huh. Maybe, like, the... Maybe they're just painted white. Mm-hmm. Like their bodies are mm-hmm. painted white. And they maybe wear like a crown that looks like a tooth. Like, like the a top molar, of a tooth. Like right. a molar. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Oh, I'm here for it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know. And I'm like, well, maybe they're like, oh, no, I have it. Oh, okay. I have it. Mm-hmm. No, they, the dancers are all dirty teeth. Oh, and they're then, dirty teeth. And through like. Dirty mouth. <laughs> and through like a scrub down. <laughs> <laughs> and through like water from the ceiling, uh-huh. a la flash dance, mm-hmm. they become Clean the, the tartar is washed away. Got it. There we I go. Got it. I love it. Yes. So it's a very immersive experience. It's an immersive experience. <laughs> yes. And it's all to teach kids about <laughs> dental, dental hygiene. Dental hygiene. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's to teach kids. Mm-hmm. I think it's to teach adults about dental hygiene. So they can relay it to their children. <laughs> let's be honest. I know a lot of adults who need some oh, dental hygiene yeah. reminders. Yes. Right? Some gentle dental. Some gentle dental hygiene mm-hmm. reminders. That's right. I feel like Candy Girl is a song that's sung. Oh, I like yeah. that. Uh-huh. Um, and or I want candy yeah. is probably also. And also one. Candy by Mandy Moore. It's a maybe it's like a three song mashup. I oh, feel like I love great. that. I that's love great. that. Yeah. Um, um and I feel like there's also Smile incorporated by that one singer. Lily um Lily Allen? Lily Allen. Oh. Smile by Lily uh-huh. Allen, I think, is yeah. part of it. Because if it's we can't do Smile like written by uh Charlie Chaplin because it's just too much of a downer. Mm-hmm. Um Smile That one <laughs> your heart is it's, breaking. I mean, it's I the get saddest. the it's so such a sad song, Wolf. y'all. Sorry about it. <laughs> So sad. Yeah, yeah. And I do feel like um, their merch is like a bag with, like you'd get from the dentist. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, just, it's just... It's just floss, it's, a little it's travel toothpaste. reach brush. And, and yeah. yeah. No, maybe it's a bamboo brush. It's maybe a bamboo brush. Maybe they partner brush. with like, you know, a... Um, no plastic. No plastic Bamboo, compostable. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then... Um, little glass vial with your floss in it exactly plastic perfect and some chewable toothpaste pat tablets there you go we're not naming any sponsors no no we're not sponsored because we don't know any of those (laughs) um yeah we have have no idea it's a paper bag not a plastic bag right 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 i love it Mm -hmm. i love it yeah so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this double act to the stage. Cholesterine and halitosis. So, we finally get to the top. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that, that made it sound like we had climbed the summit of Everest. But, but yes. we didn't. We got to no, We got the, to the Grandview Rim Trail, basically. Right. So, getting to this sort of, like, T juncture, yeah. juncture, if we head to the left, we would have taken the upper part of Castle Rock mm-hmm. back to the starting location, back to that main overlook trail. Mm-hmm. Or if we go to the right, we take the Grandview Rim. Rim trail off to a terminal point, and that terminal point was Turkey's for a Rock. Mm-hmm. And so, in total, on the way out to Turkey's for a Rock from this point, it would be 1.25 miles. And then all the way back to the parking lot from there, it's about 
five miles, adding in the half a mile for the top of Castle Rock Trail. Not at all that bad, really, in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. No, this is a really lovely walk. Mm-hmm. And what I did appreciate getting up to the top and getting onto the Grandview Rim Trail was that the terrain became flat. Ugh, and soft. <laughs> and soft, because yeah. we had been on rocky terrain, mm-hmm. un- uneven terrain for a while. Mm-hmm. The only unfortunate thing here is that most of this part of the trail to Turkey Spur Rock is decline. And we know in our brains that, oh girl, <laughs> we're going to be climbing up when we're tired at the very end of our day. So, oh well, c'est la vie. We get a little nice rhododendron tunnel as soon as we get up, um, but it's all very soft floor, forest floor rather than having to climb over a really, really bouldery landscape like Dusty was saying. So I think I probably packed my poles up at this point knowing what was happening um, and kind of reading the landscape there. But we are essentially walking along the edge of the road here, Oh, yeah. Like, the entire time, essentially. Yeah. I remember I got a phone call here. Yeah. I don't remember what the phone call was about. You were like, I have to take this. I'm really sorry. Oh, it was work. Yeah. It was work, and it was my friend who was also my boss at the time giving me a whole bunch of updates about things. And I remember, like, that allowed us to just sort of, like... We kind of paused, because we weren't sure that, like, cell phone reception would continue to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. So we paused, which gave us a nice little break for a minute. Mm -hmm. There was a sign here about peregrine falcons. Yeah, and there was a process known as hacking, which is apparently where young falcons are placed in a structure and cared for in a manner that minimizes human exposure to them. I was not a birder yet. And no. so I mean you were always a birder. I yeah, <laughs> but she had not blossomed into Heart don't fail me now. <laughs> into the birder that I am now. No. That's true. That's true. So I remember seeing that and being like, Oh, interesting, but I don't know that I was even like I can't go on a trail and not hear every bird sound now. Yeah. And like at this point I wasn't doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after we're at this pause for a minute and we read a little bit more about hacking and, you know, peregrine falcons, we continue on through a little bit more of rhododendron tunnels and then a lot of open space along the roadway. It's at this point that <laughs> You know, when we're hiking, we are really, really love the band Lake Street Dive. Um, we're kind of semi-obsessed, you know, with them as we a band. saw them in we concert saw them twice, twice in the last year, basically twice this summer. Yeah, um, great band. Um, so this is like right around the I'm time. I'm sorry, that was wrong. We didn't no. see them twice this no, summer. We, we saw them last fall, and then we saw them this summer again. Yeah, yeah. twice uh, in the same tour, basically. Yeah. So their new singles had dropped, um, and so we were just kind of like singing and chatting but as you know my yeah. single my single is, <laughs> dropping, dropping, is, is dropping. dropping this is sort of also our first and only time on this trip the entirety of the trip where we were without Brian and Tino like where it was just yeah. like old buddies hanging out again mm-hmm. so it was no, kind I of think what you mean to say is old biddies hanging that's right out again. I'm sorry I mispronounced mm-hmm. the U is should have been a y- I yeah um, but it was nice because we didn't have that you know I mean god it was so great to hike with the all four of us but we're so used to just the two of us most of the time it was like oh this is our our moment here and Mm -hmm. you know it was just back on our old bullshit like singing songs from annie and talking about boys and it also reminded (laughs) us of like oh yeah this is why i hike with you all the time because it's always a good time Mm -hmm. betcha he reads (laughs) betcha she sews exactly there are times on this trail where we are right against the road and there are essentially no guardrails just thinking about that as the sun starts to set and how much fun that would be to be along mm-hmm. the roadside with no light. <laughs> as we continue walking, we come upon 
a giant set of stairs that we have to go... A little hyperbole there. What's that? It's a little bit of hyperbole there. They are giant in their own way, but I think for this, our purposes, they're sort of like small potatoes when we think about stairs. At the time of our exhaustion, they felt like a lot. They did, yes. And we had to descend them. Yes. This was not great for... Our mental state for no, later. No, <laughs> it brought up frustration. Mm-hmm. It brought up anger. It brought up sadness. Mm-hmm. It brought up pain. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and we knew that we would just have to climb them later. Mm-hmm. But we do. We bound down a little bit. And this is when we can start to see the turkey spur rock mm-hmm. in the distance. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are some cars there. Yeah, we can see some cars driving out to it too. And that there's a parking lot mm-hmm. sort of there. But the road that is headed to the spot, the trail is sort of running alongside it. Yes. As we get close to it, again, we're basically the entire time on this trail, we're the only people there until we're at Turkey Spur Rock. And that's where people are getting out of their cars to kind of like do the sights here. There's a paved path as we get closer to the rock that leads us up to a fire escape style kind of set of stairs. And there is a decent amount of them. This takes us up to the top, which is the terminal point, really, for this trail. It does feel like a battlement in some ways, or sort of like a giant playground up here, because it was different... Viewpoints. Viewpoint structures built that are connected Mm -hmm. by different stairs. Sometimes it felt like we had to go up and then in order to go down, yeah. in order to go up again, in order to get to another one. Yeah. So it was a little jungle jimmy in that yeah. way. But it offered some really spectacular views. I mean that, yeah, aside from the grand view view. And this is the thing too, you know, obviously this is not necessarily a, a point that everyone can do because it is stair accessible. But if you can see grand view... It's a beautiful view, and it's mostly very accessible out there. But if you have the opportunity and you can drive, even if you don't want to hike out here, which is, it's not a terribly long hike. It's almost two miles out and two miles back. And if you don't want to hike it, you can just drive it. It's kind of a great view. It's worth it. You get a different sort of shot of the river, different bends in the river. Again, here we're seeing kind of the brownish landscape that is pervasive at this time but there are some purple points in the background like of the mountain peaks that it's like oh okay well it's interesting to see the different color because the brown is only so interesting the at brown this point. yeah right yeah. certainly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we stay up here for a few minutes mm-hmm. after we finally get to the top of turkey spur rock we stay up here for a few minutes we take it in i remember sitting on a bench for a few just sort of drinking in the surroundings mm-hmm. this was also where we had a little bit of cell phone signal yeah so we let Brian know, hey, it should be about 30 minutes until we're back to the parking lot. Yeah. We sent that message along and then it was also around 4.30. We said, oh, we're probably going to lose light soon, mm-hmm. so let's hoof it back. Yeah. We have to climb back up that giant hill of steps. And- well, first we have to climb down to yeah, 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 yeah. And then we make it back onto the trail that is on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And alas, those stairs. Yeah. And this is all just sort of uphill. We we kind of toyed around with, oh, should we just have Brian come out to the rock and drive out that here? That was another thought. And we said, <laughs> We're no, like, no, because he's he, already coming out to get us. And yeah. he totally would have. Yeah. He totally would have yeah. without a problem. But we had made a plan and wanted to honor what the plan was. Yeah. 
Um, we, once we get up those steps, are sort of like booking it at this point, enjoying the scenery, but now the tires have set in. So our walls have approached. And, and we the delirium are, has yeah, set in. Yeah, the delirium is here. Yeah. Because we had done, on this day already, all of Sandstone Falls, then hiked Big Branch, then did and this. And then did all of this. So we did like a lot and that's like the last month and a half of episodes everybody all in one day yeah yeah when we get back to the rhododendron tunnel where we came up from castle rock trail we know we only have a half mile left and we're both like ecstatic about that um to get back to the parking lot area the upper part of the castle rock trail feels terrainly very similar to what we have just been on over on the grand view a little bit more trees maybe a little more trees densely kind of we do finally start to see the parking lot in the distance as we get closer we know we have a little bit of time left before brian is to get here so we just plop down on a bench and we just sit there and we hang out and eat snacks oh my god my favorite part after hiking is just like um silent but loud crunching (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. snacking and that was what we mm-hmm. did it did feel a little bit like waiting on dad, dad. to come mm-hmm. pick us up and dad did pick us up or mom yeah mm-hmm. yeah brian could also be mom uh, brian yes but he definitely was like oh boys how was soccer today <laughs> <laughs> and we were like it was good dad yep or mom <laughs> or mom <laughs> yeah. and yes yeah, so we told him all about it and then we headed back to the cabin for some hot tub evening All right, let's put these different sections onto the Karen Stone scale. Great. Okay, tunnel hike. Tunnel trail, I would say, is a four. I felt like it was nice. It was a little challenging, but like very doable. And I'm actually going to say a three. Okay. Because in my recollection of it, it felt fairly simple. Mm -hmm. So a seven out of 20 Karen Stones. Great. What about Castle Rock Trail? The low, let's specifically do the lower point, the lower section. I'm going to give that, I'm going to give that a four. Okay. Because yes, the terrain is a little bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, I I do remember like, it's a bit of a grunt to get down and then to get back up. Okay. Mine felt like a four there too. I felt like these both felt, this was a little trickier, but I felt like it was four worthy. Fourthy. Fourthy. Okay. And then what about um, the rim trail out to Turkey Spur? I'm also going to give it a four. Like, I feel like it's fours across the board for me. I didn't feel like anything here was too strenuous or particularly difficult. I felt like they're very middle of the road, kind of manageable trails. And they're just nice views. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also giving it a four. Yeah. So... 8 out of 20 for the Castle Rock, 8 out of 20 for the Grandview Rim Trail. And uh, yeah, I feel like generally these are all on the lower end of moderate, if that. For sure. Or the upper end of easy. So a nice, nice way to explore a section of the park. And you can do it. I think we did it all pretty quickly, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And also like like an hour and a half, two hours. And I feel like honestly, if you even if you just do one of these three, you can still get a sense of this section sure. without doing all three. Yes. And so let's end this episode the way we end all of our episodes with some Jeopardy style trivia. Beautiful. Far away. All right, Mike, why don't I start with mine today? Great. Okay. Inspired by Grand View, my category is called In the Viewfinder. I love it. 
<laughs> okay, so in each one of these, I'm going to describe for you some different photos that you're seeing in the viewfinder. Great. And by viewfinder, I'm thinking of like the the red binoculars. The that red you binoculars that you I knew click. what you're talking about. Right, you not the thing in. on the yeah yeah not the thing on a ledge that you yeah, look through. Not the thing at like the Statue of Liberty that you put a quarter in. Right, for. not that. No, I'm talking about like, the red I went viewfinder to with Italy slides. And here are my slides because that's exactly what those used to be for. It wasn't like when we were kids and like oh like here's like a story that you can click through. Like but my grandparents those were really fun. They though. were, but like I remember my grandparents had really great ones that they were just just basically their slide photos from Italy mm-hmm. that you could make into those wheels, which well, was so cool. It was great because I mean, mm. trust me, I'd rather I'd rather store those tiny little wheels yeah. with like a hundred pictures on them yeah. than like a hundred photos. Yeah, right. I mean. Now they don't exist anymore, no. but whatever. Okay, great. So I'm going to describe for you five things you're seeing in the viewfinder. And I have to tell you where we're at? You have to tell me the film. Oh. They're okay. all clues for a movie. Great, great, okay, great. Okay, great. For 100. Okay. A tiara. Mm-hmm. A heart. Mm-hmm. A fishing boat. Mm-hmm. Car headlights on a dark road. Okay. A hook. <laughs> oh, um, what is I Know What You Did Last Time? That's right. <laughs> Correct. Uh-huh. For 200. Mm-hmm. A glass of water. Okay. A plate of eggs. Mm-hmm. A courtroom. <laughs> a copy machine. Mm-hmm. What is Aaron Brockovich? That is <laughs> right, girl. Two for two. For 300. Mm-hmm. A clover. Mm-hmm. A pom-pom. Mm-hmm. A relay race baton. Mm-hmm. A crowd at a sporting event. Mm-hmm. A second place trophy. What is bring it on? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Three for three. For 400, a red feather. A sheer pink robe with feathered boa fringe. A Girl Scout uniform. An expensive looking car. A home in Bel Air. What is Troop Beverly Hills? That's correct. <laughs> also, what a beautiful, glorious movie. Beautiful. That's right. And for 500. Mm-hmm. A martini. Mm-hmm. A yearbook. A white blazer. Mm-hmm. A hanging plant. Mm-hmm. A card written on beautiful stationery. It <laughs> is the first wives club. <laughs> that is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All gay cinema for five for five. Five for five. Great. Well, lovely. That was great. Thank you. I think that's a great category to bring back at some point, too. In the viewfinder. I think it's a fun game to play generally. Yeah, it's sort of like Pentagram. It's like Pentagram, but like, I don't know. Like, it's less about essence. (laughs) It's less about essence and more about visuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So. My game is Castles of Fiction, um, referencing Castle Rock. Got it. Great. For 100. The winter is forbidden till December, and exits March the 2nd on the dot. By order, summer lingers through September. In this mystical and mythical kingdom and castle, also the nickname of JFK's uh, administration. What is Camelot? Herein... Camelot. Also a musical. Oh, it's a great musical. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, for 200. While very much a castle built by four powerful magicians, this space is also an educational center with like the worst seven-year track record for keeping kids safe. What is Hogwarts? That's correct. <laughs> for 300. Care Paravel, which actually means lesser court, is a castle long without kings and queens, four of them to be precise. As a frosty queen had taken over the land, awaiting not only the kings and queens to sit atop their thrones, but their mystical lion, Jesus, to return in this beloved book series. Jesus? Yeah, he's like, he's like Jesus. That but is, his name is Aslan. I know, but like, he's like a lion Jesus. I mean, yeah, but like his name isn't Jesus. Oh, I know. I just want to be clear. Sorry, I know it's not Jesus. Okay, Sorry, great. I should have said lion like Jesus. Okay. There we go. Jesus like lion. Jesus like lion. Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> in this Christian <laughs> mythology. <laughs> I, am I have Christian you know illiterate. I'm a Christian illiterate. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's the 30 Rock reference, mm-hmm. everybody. Queen of Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Narnia? Or what is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Thank Narnia you. series there we by go. C.S. Lewis. Yes, thank you. Jeez. Great. Somebody had trauma around that. <laughs> okay. For um, 500, for 400. Baradur and Isengard are two tall, tower-like castles in this epic fantasy series by J.R.R. Tolkien. The second of the three book's titles references these castles in the name. Name the series and the book. What is The Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. and what is The Two Towers? That's correct. Exactly. Great. And for 500, this northernmost castle in this George R.R. Martin fantasy vehicle is sort of like the last defense against the vagrants and demons of anything further north. The name sounds like if this cold and icy season was suddenly tripping over its way into the year. What is Winter Falls? Oh, so close. Hold on, I'm going to try again. If it's the past tense. What is Winterfell? That's correct. There you oh, go. Winterfell. Yeah, for 500. Look, Look at, at you. Me. And I don't even <laughs> watch or read Game of Thrones. There you go. Great. And I don't because of the wigs. And sorry. <laughs> um, the wigs in House of the Dragon aren't, aren't much better, everybody. So I, I, I still can't participate in that. <laughs> This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images of this episode, visit our Instagram, Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gay shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that we're recording this episode that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey.